0: Come on, come on, come on, somebody. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Reflecting Reflecting Him podcast. Man, I can barely speak in here. Casey is with me. Come on. Amen, amen. Uh, Guys, we are so excited uh, to be live with you once again. Um, I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Casey.
0: And this is the Reflecting Him podcast. Today, we are going to talk about how to overcome insecurities. We're going to talk about different types of insecurities, we're possibly going to be sharing testimonies um, from our own personal experiences about dealing with insecurities and share them with you and share about how we overcame them. And uh, we're going to be talking about how uh, practical steps to to overcome them um, based on personal experience and how the Bible tells us to um, in, in the Bible. So we're going to be talking about that and hopefully you are blessed by it. Um, And, uh, you learn, learn something new about it. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and start with this. If you are new to this podcast, welcome, um, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel to go ahead and subscribe to our Facebook and to, uh, make sure that you are getting updates on when we're going live and when we have a new episode coming out. And don't forget to also subscribe to our audio podcast on iTunes, iTunes, Let's see, or Apple Podcasts, um, CastBox, Spotify, wherever you listen to your audio podcasts. Go ahead and look us up there. Come on. Amen, amen. So if you haven't liked this video already, please do. Um, The algorithm on Facebook and YouTube loves when you like the video. So that way they can uh, broadcast it to other people and make sure that other people know how to reach us. So um, anything that you want to say before we start, Casey?
1: Yeah, you know, there's also the aspect of social media. Uh, Brian and I both have Facebooks, Instagrams, um, Mm -hmm. we even have, you know, I have my own YouTube channel as well. Uh, but that is a different way to continue to keep in touch with where the Lord leads. Um, just in the aspect of, of we, to the best of our abilities, always try to live an all out life for Jesus. So the content that we always post usually has to do, probably 99% of the time with Jesus, uh, with what he is ministering to us and what that looks like from a day-to-day life. And if there is that aspect of needing that encouragement or even that example of, okay, what does it look like to live a life for Jesus when it comes to social media? I would highly recommend you guys check out our social media pages as well.
0: Amen. Yeah, Casey over here has been uploading like crazy on his YouTube channel, um, getting those views, come on. Um, <laughs> but more importantly than just the views, of course, is the content. And oh, we, we went blurry for a little bit. But oh, we're almost oh, all back. Come on. Focus, focus, bring back it. Focus, come on. There
1: it there is. There it is. Okay.
0: But more importantly um, is the content that you are producing. And uh, what's the latest video you uploaded?
1: Yeah, so today I just launched a video on the Spirit of Pride. Ooh. So the Spirit of Pride, just to give you a little bit of backstory, not to give you too much so that cat. you actually go and watch the video. Um, you know, it's in the aspect of the Spirit of Pride. It's it's an aspect of what really is the characteristics of when it comes to arrogance, entitlement. There's a lot of self-deception in in the aspect of the spirit of pride as well. Not a lot of people understand that pride is actually really rooted in lack of confidence and insecurity, which is oh. why I really think it's cool that we're even talking on this subject because insecurities, um, someone who has pride, there's an aspect that they're actually so insecure with themselves that they portray themselves as something that they're actually not. Oh, wow. And so it's not true confidence because true confidence reflects humility Hmm. And so, yeah, I encourage you all to go watch the reels, watch the shorts and watch the full video on my YouTube channel.
0: Come on. Come on. Um, yeah, I watched the reel and I got some some pretty interesting uh, stuff from there. And and I was actually wondering when I did watch your reel, I was wondering how that how the spirit of pride ties into insecurities. And you just nailed it on the head because I was like, there has to be some parallel between them. And there is. Um, so pride is a lack in confidence. it's how you're saying. So that's, that's pretty cool that you made that tie. Well, guys, um, let's go ahead and get started on the main topic. Um, so how or overcoming insecurity and how to overcome insecurity. So um, I want kind of want to start with my own personal uh, experience with the securities, um, so that we can start off this episode with some relatability. Um, and that is I dealt with a lot of um body image issues uh growing up um until pretty, pretty recently with like within the last couple of years. I, you know, up until the last couple of years, I did I struggle with it? Um I I wasn't officially diagnosed, but when you when I looked at the symptoms of like um uh BDS, which is body dysmorphia syndrome, um, is I I dealt with a lot of that, you know, um, body dysmorphia, um, a, a short description of it is basically if when you look in the mirror, you're seeing a lot of things that may not even be there or that people, other people may not even see about you or think about you. It's really, um, very acute, very specific um to to what's going on here mentally. Mm. Um, you're you're seeing things about yourself that are not actually true. And I I dealt with a lot with that. Um, I also dealt with um an eating disorder. Again, not officially diagnosed. Um, do I wish that I went to the doctor to to you know get it officially diagnosed? Honestly, looking back, no, not really, because um, the latter end of this testimony is that I overcame it. And so that's what's over. uh, That's what's important. But, um, the eating, the eating disorder that I dealt with is that when I had stress or anxiety, depression, um, I would not eat. And so I would actually starve myself when I was going through these things. And, um, there is, there is a time in my life, um, before I got saved, um, in 2016, um, during high school and after high school, I dealt with a lot of depression, anxiety, and stress. Um, and to the point where, you know, I wouldn't, I would only eat maybe once a day, uh, sometimes not at all. Um, and it was very, it was very hard. Um, and it wasn't until, um, this year, Actually, that I really de- that that I actually experienced deliverance from that for the first time, um, and I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel. <clears throat> when it came to what I was going through, um, I stopped. Um, you know, not eating when I was going through times of stress or anxiety, I would actually um, actively surrender to the Lord during those times. And he would actually strengthen me by giving me, um, giving me like hunger, so I would actually go and eat. Um, and so it was just kind of a radical change that happened, and officially, I would I would be delivered, and then after that, um, I would start to want to actually eat more than just one or two times a day. I would actually want to eat like three times a day, normal, like a normal person. And so that's kind of like my my testimony, overcoming that insecurity. Um, there's a couple, there's a few different ways we can overcome insecurities, and we'll get to that later. Um, mine happened to be through deliverance <clears throat> and through self-healing or inner healing. A lot of things that had to do with um, these insecurities that were rooted in other things. But um, yeah, that's kind of my personal testimony um Casey do you have any uh personal experiences in security
1: absolutely yeah I just want to say thank you for being vulnerable with everyone watching you know that's not an easy feat to do especially when we don't necessarily know who's all watching um but yeah to share my own personal testimony there's two different areas when it comes to insecurities that I struggled with one was uh, my body weight as well but on the other side of things in the sense of like I was overweight um So, uh, college, I not only put on the, the freshman, the freshman 15, it was more of the freshman 20, freshman 25. Um, I would then lose weight, uh, every time I would come back from, from college in between, uh, in the summer times, and then I would gain it immediately back. Mm -hmm. But when I graduated college, I think I graduated at two forty, um, which is, uh, pretty heavy for, for my height, pretty heavy for just my body type. I lost 10 pounds right away, you had the stress. And then I worked in a place to where what did we do every day we went out to eat? And so mm-hmm. I got all the way up to 250. But what this did to me is that it it started putting insecurities of um, in the and just intrusive thoughts of of little things like, well, with you being this big, like whenever you go swimming, just make sure that you always have a shirt on, you know, mm-hmm. and like kind of like cover ensuring that I cover myself to that point to try and hide that extra additional weight. Mm. Um, and it, it brought on depression as well, because um, with me, I've never been that heavy. And also in the sense of that, when you just live off of fast food, kind of like what I was doing, the chemicals in there are, you know, they can cause different imbalances and, and do bring on sense of depression and those mm. other things. And so that's kind of what I dealt with in that aspect is an insecurity with my body weight. Um, being fearful of what people were thinking of me and all these different things. And so, uh, praise God, um, when it came to the insecurity of body weight, he started to really emphasize the importance of seeing your body as the temple of the Holy Spirit mm, and, and honoring it as that. Now I'm not perfect by any means when it comes to that. I still eat fast food every once in a while. I still um, have pleasurable foods and those different things. But um, that is always in the back of my mind when it comes to my body. But it wasn't just that work, that performance-based mindset of, no, you need to do this because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm. It was, hey, because I love you and because you love me, this is how you should honor the temple mm. of the Holy Spirit. Something. Because when I, when I had it originally focused just on – the temple of the Holy spirit, it was performance based. It's Like, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. Trying to bring it back to focus guys, but we're just going to continue talking. This is what I needed to do just to be, just to be able to say that I did it. Mm -hmm. Um, And when that Mm -hmm. happened, I ended up actually gaining not all of the weight back, but a decent amount of the weight back um, because it was performance based instead of love based. Um, And so the second time, I was refocused, reignited. It was all out of love. And through that, I've been able to stay a consistent body weight. Um, I'm not exactly where I am at, where I want to right now, but there's an aspect of, of love that comes with this. Even though I'm not where I want right now, I know that my heart posture is to continue to treat my body as the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. The second aspect of my testimony when it comes to insecurity is workplace um so when it comes to uh you know workplace insecurities it was an association with feeling inferior um not feeling like not feeling like i was smart enough and all these different things and so what that did is it what that did is it um it uh it Caused me to be less receptive for constructive criticism until I, until that finally, until I was able to see, um, that I should have confidence in what I'm doing, that I am, uh, in the position that I'm supposed to be in and constructive criticism, you know, in the right place, in the right heart posture, which it was at work, it was all good. Um, I should, I should, um, I should invite it in. Mm. because it can only make me better as a young professional. Mm. And so that changed the perspective. But originally there was a lot of insecurity of feeling like I was just the dumb person in the room Mm. and feeling like the dumb person in the room. It was tough because, uh, you don't ever really want to speak up because every time you, you go to speak up, every time you feel like you have something to say, um, there is that fear of it not being worth anything. Mm. Um, or that your coworkers that my coworkers which this is what I'm really talking about my coworkers were amazing but there was still this fear that if I said something if it doesn't sound smart enough that they would judge me mm. and and count me as as dumb but they that wasn't the uh, that wasn't their heart at all it was all it was all very very team based mm. and so once I got out of my own head once I got over that insecurity I started to grow as a professional because I did invite that constructive criticism. I could see their thought process from a different way, which just, yeah, allowed me to gain in different types of skills. But those are the two insecurities that, um, that I dealt with and how God brought me over that. Hmm.
0: That's good. That's good. Well, thank you also for your vulnerability in that. Um, And I hope that, you know, by these experiences that were, you know, relaying to you, guys, that you can relate in some way. Um, And so with that, let's go into um, what the Bible talks about um, in the area of insecurity um, and how we can take steps to overcome the insecurities that we may be dealing with and that you guys may be dealing with um, watching or listening. So just realized my mic was all the way back there. Um, let's start with the causes of insecurities, and then we'll go into um, how to overcome them. So in 1 John four eighteen, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. And we're talking about God's love, right? So, I, I believe that insecurity is a type of fear towards oneself. Um, and what I mean by that is that when we think of ourselves negatively, is actually we're, we're fearing the truth, really. We're, we're, um, well, we're actually fearing, fearing the lack of truth, because if we believed the truth, if we, if we knew the truth about ourselves, we wouldn't have those insecurities. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually, um, first as an ignorance of, of what actually is true about ourselves. We are beautiful. We are made perfectly in God's image. So if we, if we are ignorant of that and we don't believe that about ourselves, then we're actually in fear of the truth. Mm. Okay. So that's what I mean by that. And then secondly, uh, what I got from that verse is, uh, when it says punishment, I, I kind of found that wordage, um, Uh, That usage of that word kind of interesting. But what I got is this. The punishment is the words and actions we take against ourselves when overcome with intrusive thoughts of insecurity. So let's say, you know, for example, people who deal with anorexia. Um, It's a body image issue. So it's a mental thing. Um, It's also related emotionally as well. Um, But when you think that you are overweight, what are you going to do? You're going to intentionally starve yourself. You're going to take actions against yourself to, uh, to cause you to then become the image that you want yourself to be. Um, and so the, and it's, it's a form of punishment, right? Because you're starving your body of, of, of things that it needs. Mm. It needs nourishment. It mm-hmm. needs food. Um, and so, People take it sometimes the extra mile because you know um, a lot of body weight is 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 you know water weight, water retention, and so people will actually starve themselves, you know, from thirst, from water, not only food, and so it can get really intense. um, But the actions that we take against ourselves in those situations is a form of punishment towards ourselves. Also, in our words and our thoughts, Um, when we think negatively about ourselves, we're actually punishing ourselves because we think that we cannot obtain the, uh, the actual, uh, truth about ourselves. We cannot obtain, um, a beautiful image. We cannot obtain, um, you know, a body image that's like someone else that we look up to yeah, or something like that. So we feed ourselves with lies all the time that, Oh, if only this, or if only I can lose 10 pounds, or if only, you know, I can gain, you know, weight in my case, you know, I was always concerned about gaining weight because I have such a high metabolism, um, growing up that it was almost virtually impossible for me to gain weight, especially muscle weight. Um, so I think that's what that verse is talking about when it comes, when it comes to punishment. Any notes on that?
1: Yeah. So a different translation, instead of punishment, it says torment. And so um, fear has to do with torment. And whoever fears has not been made perfect in this love. Mm. Um, You know, and and what I like, I love this aspect of when it talks about they have not been perfected in love. And so um, the ESV version is the one that says torment, and it's the one that says been made perfect um, in God's love. And so when it comes to that, it almost gives this hopeful opportunity that there is that here on earth that we're able to actually be made perfect in God's Mm -hmm. love, that that's something that's achievable. And when it comes to that, that squishes, that extinguishes all aspect of insecurity, all aspect of fear, Mm -hmm. because who cares what, um, who cares what type of fears we deal with? All it matters is that, hey, we've been made perfect mm. in his love. So good. And if that's the root of everything that we do, if that's the root and the foundation of how we operate. Mm. It's all out of love. Who cares what we look like? Who cares, um, who cares how we operate? What people think? Because all we care about is being made perfect in his love. Amen. And because Amen. the foundation is being made perfect on His love is then we have the opportunity to then as like for me, right, and as well as for you is to change our perspective and to see our body as the temple of the Holy Spirit and to move forward with that image mm-hmm. of, you know, it's not because of of any self-image that I want. I just want to reflect Christ, even what I look like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and different things like that.
0: That's so good because... The love that God has for us is unconditional. So when when we abide, the Bible says, "Abide in His love," um, and I, I think that paints such a beautiful picture of if you can picture it, just like being always in God's arms, uh, no matter no matter what the situation is. <clears throat> always putting yourself in a position where you are continuously seeking. The things of the Lord, and abiding in His love. What does that look like? It could could mean reading His Word. It could mean spending quality time with Him in the secret place. Combination of both. Spending time in His creation. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as we are consistently abiding in His love, which is unconditional. And when we do that, it reveals uh, the characteristics that God actually. Knows about us because he he perfected us in the womb. So why uh, so so why isn't also when we are abiding in his love he would also show us um, the characteristics that he thinks about us mm-hmm. the image that he thinks about us. That's
1: good. Yeah, yeah. Just to hit on a couple of these bullet points, insecurities may be rooted in already existing conditions or challenges that you yourself are experiencing or friends and family have are experiencing. So basically, the enemy is using pre-existing issues to allow these intrusive thoughts to enter, you know. And so I think that this, in other words, is talking about generational curses, mm-hmm. you know, and aspects, right? You know, generational curses of uh, the insecurity. Let's say generational curse of divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, that destructing generational curse. There is an insecurity. There's a fear there. I've I've talked to people who literally have a fear of marriage because every marriage that they have ever in their family has always ended in divorce. Mm. And before Mm -hmm. they ever want to step into that season, they want to make sure that that generational curse is broken. Yeah. But this is someone who understands generational curses. This is someone who understands that that's a demonic attack on their life and their family. Right now, for those who don't believe in deliverance, this may look like as something, what we would like, what we would talk about is, chronic depression Mm -hmm. you know chronic depression you have bipolar which which usually twists our image of ourselves and twists our whole entire mindset and these different things and anxiety Mm -hmm. you know you have chronic anxiety a chronic you have anxiety that manifests itself in different ways like test anxiety Mm -hmm. social anxiety these different aspects well we would consider demonic but what Today in age we've consi- we've we've normalized and diagnosed. Mm, and so yeah. instead of attacking it at the root as a demonic attack, we've normalized it, we've diagnosed it, and now we put the band-aid on through medication usually. Mm. And so it doesn't get rid of the insecurity, it just numbs the insecurity. Mm. Mm. So good.
0: Yeah. The 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 problem with um, a lot of medications these days when, when you know, trying to um, control, you know, these different, you know, disorders and, you know, mental and emotional uh, struggles that we have. Um, it either, it, it, it helps in a way, but it also you have all these negative side effects, right? You know, um, with anything. Um, and then also sometimes it will start to cause other things happening that now now it's a battle between okay am I dealing with this today or am I dealing with this today yeah um, and so that's why I really want to emphasize that um, I'm just going to put it out there medication um, is 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 here for the reason why we God um, raises up doctors amen and and medication is is here for a reason for a season. However, if we totally rely on going to the doctor or if we totally rely on pharmaceuticals, um, it takes us away from the healing power of the Holy Spirit that is, uh, that is a permanent answer.
1: Mm-hmm
0: to a a situation, to a disorder as a permanent answer to a struggle. And so um, you have medications that are just going to satiate or they're they're going to help you through. Um, But some of you may be watching or listening that have struggled with something for so long and you've just been passing by or getting through on a medication, let me tell you right now, the Holy Spirit is the answer to that. And we're going to be getting to a little bit um, later in the, uh, we're just about to go into a time for how to overcome these insecurities. And we're in touch base on the Holy Spirit as well again. But um, anything else we need to add on this?
1: Yeah, I just want to say one thing is that when it comes to, you have a really good point about, you know, going to Jesus, going to the Holy Spirit when it comes to it. And I believe it's the term Jehovah Rapha which um, is the healer. Yes. Um, it's it's the name of of glorifying Jesus as, as the healer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not discounting medicine at all. It always has its place, you exactly. know, in there. And a lot of the times medicine actually really aids someone's aspect of the healing and the deliverance that they need because it puts them into a stable mindset to where they're actually able to receive those prayers over healing and those prayers for deliverance. And then it's then when they can go to their doctor and to say, hey, let's run some tests. Let's see if there's even a necessary need for this medication any longer. Mm -hmm. And not only are you doing it the right way, the safe way, but you're also getting physical evidence of Jesus's healing power. Come on,
0: come on. So let's transition into how to practically overcome these insecurities. All right, so... Let's start with uh, Matthew. Hmm. Yeah, let's start with Matthew six twenty five through thirty three. This okay. is this is uh, talking about. Have you ever guys heard the song by uh, Maverick City, Jaira? Uh, mm-hmm. This is the scripture that is quoting. So um, I'm just going to go verse twenty five, and then we'll we'll kind of go through it piece by piece. But verse twenty five. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body, what you will put on and uh, what you'll clothe yourself with. So um, I want to touch base on, don't worry about your body. Um, I know that the verse and the context is talking about clothing and what to wear and about the provision of clothing. But um, I think this verse covers a lot. It's an umbrella thing. It's, a, it's an umbrella topic. It covers a lot of different uh, issues that we may face day to day. And I think one of those things is insecurities. Um, God knows about the struggles that we deal with mentally and emotionally, about, you know, how are we going to be provided for, you know, and everything down to, um, you know, how am I going to overcome these different struggles that I may be dealing with? How am I going to overcome this? So, In verse 34, it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So God is inviting us to not worry about the things of tomorrow and what we're struggling with, but to worry instead about what we're doing in the present and what we're doing to overcome those things. What are we doing? We're going to again, abide in the love of the Father and abide in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the comforter and the Holy Spirit is uh, the person that's going to provide for our daily daily needs in the time of need and trouble.
1: It's good. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, It's. Uh, I think it allows us to not idolize the future, right? To not focus so much on the future, but to take it day by day, moment by moment. Mm. Uh, to be present. And when you have that mindset of taking it day by day, moment by moment, you're actually, in my own experience, you're able to witness and see the blessings in a more minute manner. In a more, I guess, the even the even the little blessings. Right. You're not right. focusing on the heavy revvies. You're not focusing on these, these huge blessings that you've been praying and interceding and fasting for that are futuristic aspect. You're saying no. Uh, Something that I always try and remember, it's like every day is not guaranteed, right? So if we wake up, that is a blessing and an opportunity to be able to go out and to serve Jesus Christ by living a Christ-like life. And Mm -hmm. that should be a blessing that we give thanks to God for each and every single day. Just the blessing to be able to be here on earth. Amen to be able to go and be one of the laborers of the harvest. Amen. I do want to add to that
0: uh, on um, hitting on what you said about the little things that God does provide for. I think we get so caught up in, um, in reaching for big things in high places um, that we forget to take care of the little things that are just as necessary, if not more important, because the little things that we're going through, in the end seems so much bigger Mm -hmm. in in, in the real picture. Um, And God does provide for those little things. Um, I think one of the biggest things that contribute to the um, ideology behind like prosperity gospel is that they paint a picture of all these huge things that we can, that we can strive for Mm -hmm. or that, you know, that are, that God can provide us with. and, at the end of the day, sure, God may provide us with all these things, but he's he's focusing on the heart things, right? Mm-hmm. And so what are these little things that we're str- struggling with now that we're not even paying remote attention to, attention to that we're so focused on reaching all these high places that we're forgetting to take care of ourselves and taking care of the things that he wants to address first before causing us to go from glory to glory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we can't we can't expect ourselves to go from glory to glory until we take care of the things that are preventing us from reaching those things in mm-hmm.
1: the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Reading Romans twelve two, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. By that, by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect.
0: One of my favorite verses.
1: This is so good because it talks about it. It kind of gives us a heart check a little bit, right? Yeah. It talks about how, hey, renew your mind with what's of a God. Are your prayers in this moment more selfish? Or are you praying to see how you can better serve the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. This is what I feel like that this verse really, at least for my me, how it ministers to me. What is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? what am I doing that is in alignment with the will of God? Mm -hmm. Hopefully everything I do at some perspective is the will of God, right? We are human. That's not always the way um, that we live, but it's that passion. Mm. It's that that mindset and that perspective to want to continue to be in His will no matter what. Because when you are in His will, there is that supernatural peace that always comes with you. Mm. And so... Yeah, hitting on this other bullet point: Do not conform to the world's version of who they want you to be, look like, or act like. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ has already made it clear that we're supposed to be like Him. Yep. If we're trying to base our, if we're trying to base our looks, our personality, or our actions on anyone besides Christ, that's an idol. Mm-hmm. Say it. That's an idol. That's an idol. I've even made comments. I'll be completely honest. Is it in a joking manner? But talking about, so uh, one of the more famous American pastors is Craig Rochelle. Craig Rochelle is, um, he's 50, 60 years old. I don't know how old he is, but he's like buff. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the Craig Rochelle of Hungry Gen. Hey. You know, but in reality, even though that's joking, it's like, in, in the same aspect, if I were to really idolize that aspect and that was the vision that that would be idolatry. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have anything else to add?
0: Yeah, the, um, the NIV translation says patterns of this world. So when, when you read that verse, it says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. And I, I want to kind of hit on that because patterns change um over you know over time trends uh, you know in the world society has trends you know going all over the place on how you know how you should dress you know how you should act you know should you do this do that you know back during the 19 the 1800s and the early 1900s um it was very common to go to um uh, parochial schools where they would teach you manners. They would teach you how to act a certain way. Um, and sometimes I wish that that was still a thing today because, man, you got some people acting out of line. Um, but, you know, that is measured with a standard, right? So it's, it's being compared to a standard of, of, of how Christians, you know, uphold that standard and how we should act and how we should talk. But, you know, trends change all the time. But, even God says that we should not conform to any pattern, mm-hmm. any trend, except his pattern and his trend, which yeah. he has set from the very beginning. And that is act and, and speak and do as I have created you to be. So, yeah. you know, he created us in his image. Act like it. Why don't we act like it? And it is easier said than done. It It, it is um, it is impossible to reach perfection it is impossible to reach total righteousness because only Jesus is the perfect image of that. Mm-hmm. But we are creating his image to reflect that. So we can we can always strive and do our best to to be more like him, to 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 talk more like him, to act more like him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: May it be perfect every single time. No, but it's in doing so that we reflect a perfect creator is in doing so that we reflect a perfect father. Absolutely. And so I just want to hit on that. The passion translation of this also is such a beautiful picture of what that of what that talks about. The passion translation says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of, of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. I love that. To live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. When you actively live out, transforming your your mind, constantly renewing your mind by the Word. So, how do we renew our mind? We read the word, and whatever the word says, we do. Right, Amen. and so um, our mind is full of habits, patterns, and addictions. Right, and so we, um, when we're consistently filling ourselves with information, our mind is our mind and our body is going to act from what we feed ourselves, right? And so if we are consistently in the word, we are naturally going to start reflecting what the word tells us. Yeah. And so that's what it's saying. Renew your mind and you will start to live a life that is beautiful and that is also satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So that is beautiful to him and that is also beautiful to us.
1: Come on. Come on. And to to just add on, but to also give the three points of truly how to overcome insecurities is this, it's renewing of the mind, Mm -hmm. inner healing and deliverance. Now these three things are all paired together. Yeah. And the aspect of, if you have the humility to pray a dangerous prayer in the aspect of God, if I am, if I am up here thinking of things that are not in your will, but break it off of me. Mm And this is the exposing aspect of it. This provides the opportunity. And this this is the step to renew in your mind. When you have this aspect of renewing your mind, you start to conform not to the world but to God. And through that process, your perspective is starting to look more to the Holy Spirit and more to be not conformed to the world, but by but by the renewing your mind, more focused on God and being in the will of God, which then provides an opportunity for God to reveal the areas where you need healing and the aspects that are paired with that with deliverance. Hmm. Being in deliverance ministry, I can't tell you that it's a perfect science that sometimes that, that inner healing always comes before someone is ready for deliverance or that you need to go through deliverance prior to going prior to starting the inner healing process it's you know it can work together at the same time there's an aspect of where you may be praying for inner healing you may be going through this inner healing aspect and inner healing in some ways can be what we see as as starving that demon that has been oppressing you and maybe anxiety maybe that fear and we know that when something starves it gets agitated. Mm-hmm. I know when I get hungry, there's a point to where I get a little bit of irritable. If I'm not fasting, if I'm not for God, if it's not for God, and even there's times where I'm fasting and it is for God that if I'm going days without eating, there's a little bit of aspect of irritability that comes with that right. because my body is reacting of not having food. Mm-hmm. And so, if that's the case, then it's okay. That inner healing has played the part of getting you prepared for that big deliverance. Mm. And what comes after that is for God to continue to heal in that area to complete the process, right? There's sometimes where the inner healing doesn't start until after deliverance because it's the deliverance process within exposes where you need your healing at. Right, right. You know, so so there's sometimes where there's a word of knowledge that reveals that, hey, you're dealing with a spirit of rejection Mm. and right at that moment through that deliverance process it's then revealed that all through their childhood, they've been rejected by every single friend that they've ever had. Mm. Now they're delivered from that, that spirit of rejection. God has exposed that. And now God can heal that area of their life. Mm. So good. So good.
0: Um, wow. So, um, Is there, is there like, I know you hit on a little bit that sometimes inner healing comes after, sometimes it comes before, Mm -hmm. um, the renewing of the mind, does that come before or after those two?
1: All throughout it. Come on. All throughout it. So the renewing of the mind is the renewing of the mind is an aspect of having the opportunity for God to reveal something. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't. Every single person or, or mostly every single person, I'll say 95% of the per- percent of the people who come to our monthly deliverance know that they got issues. Mm-hmm. And how did they come to that conclusion? By the renewing of their mind. Mm-hmm. By having that humble approach and saying, God, there's anything that's not of you operating me, reveal it right now in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. That's the renewing of the mind. Renewing of the mind isn't always saying, no, I shouldn't think of that. But the renewing of the mind is, no, God, I want to not think selfishly. I want to think in your will. So good. And when you do that, of course, it highlights those areas of strongholds in this demonic attack. But it also shows um, the, the importance of taking that step to then go receive that deliverance. Mm-hmm. But the renewing of the mind is just as important as during the deliverance process. Because this is an aspect of the renewing of the mind. It's like, no, like, even though I've dealt with rejection, just another example to stay on that. It's like, I feel unworthy to receive deliverance, but the, but the Bible says differently. The Bible says that deliverance is the children's bread. And I do serve Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior. Therefore, this is my time and my moment for deliverance. Mm -hmm. So I receive your freedom, his freedom, in Jesus name Amen. and through the renew of the mind provides the opportunity for them to truly receive that deliverance. Yeah. But now we know that just as the thief has been kicked out of the house, doesn't mean that it's not going to try and find another way inside the house. Mm-hmm. This is the importance of renewing your mind after deliverance. Mm-hmm. To renew of the mind after deliverance is all about the aspect of continuing to give God glory for your deliverance, but ensuring that you don't open a door somewhere else. And coming against those lies, it's the aspect of, no, hey, I may have dealt with rejection. I may be still in the healing process of rejection, but I know the root of rejection has been casted out, and I give thanks to God for that.
0: Come on. Come on. Guys, if you've been blessed by this, go ahead and share a fire emoji or a heart in the comments. And just let us know that you're enjoying this and that you've been blessed and that you've learned something from this. Um we're gonna go ahead and kind of wrap this episode up. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share, Casey, before before we end? Maybe just like a brief rundown of the steps, um, so that people can have a, pr- a practical way of, of of overcoming anything that they that they need. Just kind of a wrap up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So once again, touching on how to overcome insecurities. Number one, renewing of the mind. Renewing of the mind is allowing God to expose what is not of his will, what you are more focused on yourself rather than him. So the second part is inner healing. Like I said, inner healing is usually needed before and after deliverance. Mm -hmm. Not always is it always done before. Not always is it always done afterwards, but inner healing is another proponent that allows you to, to break down those strongholds and for those strongholds to be continued to be broken down to starve the enemy. Renewing of the mind and inner healing starves the devil, starves the demons that are attacking you because you're not conforming to those thought patterns anymore. Right. The last step is deliverance. Deliverance is they're all tied together um, in every aspect of what you look at, but deliverance in the same as, okay, you know what? This rejection that is rooted in, in relationships that I can't ever seem to be vulnerable because I always had this fear that they're going to take advantage of that and to say something against me mm-hmm. that rejection is now going to be dealt with through the area of casting out that spirit of rejection come on and then giving god thanks for that through the renewing of the mind no i have been delivered from that rejection i do not conform to that same thought pattern because even though if someone did use that against me God says differently about me.
0: Come on. That's so good. That's so good. Wow. Guys... Thank you so much for and uh, for tuning into this episode. First of all, thank you, Casey, for coming on and, and sharing your knowledge and wisdom and and being vulnerable with your testimony as well. Um, guys, if you liked this video, please go ahead and subscribe and like and uh, get this video out to your friends and family who may be dealing with uh, some insecurities as well or you know different things like like depression, anxiety, fear, rejection, all the all that stuff. It's not of God; is of the enemy, and they need to know about it so the more you spread this out the more we can knock the devil's behind Come on. in place and get some love peace and joy of the holy spirit into their lives as well all right guys thank you so much and tune in in another two weeks october 1st we're gonna have an awesome another episode all right all right guys peace out thanks for tuning in to the reflecting and podcast if this episode bless you in any way, please leave a review either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash him. Until next time, stay humble, strong, and courageous.